0: 55 six, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. He makes himself available. Jesus is the gift that God gave to us. But see, that's the essence as far as light and darkness. They were having a heyday in the dark. We walk into the room and put the light. And off they go. But to learn by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Light is so crucial. Jesus refers to over and over and over. Jesus spoke to them. That I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Because you will have the light that leads to life. Well, I know my friend, if I'm ever out of the darkness which I have been up in the mountains when it comes to camping. And I gotta go take a potty So when we look at the other individual here in court, whose name is the devil, (laughs) i <laughs> Amen.
1: To show me what I need to do and to bring something into my life and to use me. And one particular morning two weeks ago, I said that same request
0: and prayer and asked the prayer to follow me. And now I'm up here, so be careful
1: what you ask asked <laughs>
0: It's an attitude of beliefs. Telling yourself that you know the truth. This one gets hard. You see, I knew that I sí. sí. get the earth thrown in aim at the earth and you'll get neither this is why the true happiness is never found in external circumstances it is a byproduct of seeking first God's kingdom and his righteousness do those words sound familiar to you Jesus and Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. What a promise. What a promise. All he is asking me to do is to seek him and his righteousness. But you know, within this world he never lets up he knows his destiny he knows his outcome because you better know this the victory has already been won and he's the loser Here's the victor. But God is so compassionate, so loving, so caring. He is allowing this picture to unfold for him to throw false accusations against God. He's allowing this individual to do with what you talked about last week with Nancy, with Job. We're all Jobs. We're under attack. My last illustration. You've seen a snippet of this before, so bear with me. I got in the garage and did a little upgrade. (laughs) Wait till next time. It's going to have wills. I have fell in love with the book by Morris Vinden, Knowing God. You know, you can't go wrong with that author. Because one thing Morris Vinden did, he knew God. And he's helping me to understand a God that I can know. And he's made it very personal for me. He paints pictures to help me understand. And in this little book, in the first chapter, he made the statement that sin is separation from God. Whew. I never heard that before. I heard other definitions of what sin is, as well as I'm sure each one of you. So I had to reenact in my mind, Lord, what does that look like? Because I need to know what it looks like. And so this is the picture that He gave to me. Here's God. Here's you. You're on a journey. And you make the decision, sometime, somehow, somewhere, that you want to give your life to Christ. Oh, what a moment that is. When I teach and do studies with young children, I tell them that the baptism is just like a wedding ceremony. Before God before family, and before witnesses. You're making a statement, Lord, I love you. I want to serve you. I give my life to you. And just as people, myself and my wife, 41 years ago when I said, I do. And then I swept bullets of thinking, how am I going to be a good husband? But the Lord provides. And when we come together together, And we connect with God. This moment is crucial. In fact, I believe that this moment is so crucial that it almost took place when I turned 18 years old. In the basement of a friend of mine when I said, Lord, I got on my knees and I said, I give you my life. Because, see, I told Becky I loved her far before a wedding date. We can tell Jesus when we're a child, when I study with these children, they give their life to Christ right then and they make this connection because we have an awesome God who is full of unconditional love. He provides for us peace and he gives to us That is his desire. Every day of our lives, this is what he provides and more. I just don't have enough room. This is what he has to offer me. Every moment when I walk up, like when you say, when you wake up in the morning, Lord, thank you for another day. What do you have in store? But like everything in life, the clouds come in. The devil seems to get his way into my life. And the clouds of darkness seem to come in, and I seem to all of a sudden distance myself from God. Has this been broken? When I said I do to my wife 41 years ago, that's this connection, folks. Have I been a perfect husband? (laughs) No. I haven't cheated on her. I haven't strayed. I haven't done anything to the extremes. But I have made mistakes. I have been selfish. We've gotten in little fights because I didn't get my way. That's me. So in doing so, I separated myself from my wife, and I can do the same thing with God. And when we do the same thing with God, even though he's sitting in the chair, he's still there. And he tells me, Lies. Why? Because he's the father of lies, isn't he? He creates within me doubt. Think of your own personal relationship with your spouse. Come on, be real. If the enemy is going to try to break you as a couple, gentlemen, he will tempt you with something that, oh, my word, can tear your marriage apart. Because he wants to have you think in your mind, doubt, questioning the love of your wife, the love of your husband, doubting the love of your creator, God, who sits over there every moment and says, I love you unconditionally, but my ears are plugged. Then he has us believe that we're not worthy. I've told you the story my sister-in-law. After 50-some years with the cancer, are you are going to go to heaven, Janie? No. Why? Because I'm not worthy enough. She believed the lies. She believed the doubt that was put into her mind. She lost sight of the Creator. Well, by golly, Becky and I didn't go home until we clarified completely. You're wrong, sis. she came back to God that day. And what an experience! That's a whole nother sermon. But see, the thing is, when we separate ourselves from God, and this is the essence of sin, the enemy is so good as far as having us keep tabs of all the mistakes that we do. So by the time the end of the day comes, and I kneel down to say my prayers. Oh, Lord, forgive me for this and 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 this. But then all of a sudden, what I need to do to get back to God is say, Lord, I need to correct this and this and this and this and this and this and this, and this, and this, and this, before I can even come back to Him. Baloney! What He wants you to do is come to the realization that even though the sins of our behavior due to the results of the distance Prevalent in your life, it's not your responsibility to deal with them by yourself. You know why? You can't, you don't have the power to deal with them by yourself. You're a sinner. but we think that we have to deal with all of this by ourselves in order to make it right with God, in order for us to come back to God, when in reality we just say, Lord, I've blown it. I have blown it big time. And I ask for your forgiveness. And unbeknownst to me, Holy Spirit who has been with me all along says Fred here I am I will help you I will help you and he takes my bucket real folks and that may take place multiple times a day i don't know it's real god is real do not listen the devil do not be enticed by the world that we live in for he will do everything he can because he is so good he knows my weaknesses he knows my Achilles heels he knows the points and the cracks that he can get to my life don't allow it cover yourself with God every morning According to the Bible, if we seek to know God and discover his plan for our lives, we will find the happiness that has eluded us. In other words, happiness does not come from seeking it, but from seeking Him. Because happy are the people whose God is the Lord, Psalms 144 15. Put this on your mirror, make it prevalent. Look at it every moment that you can. God built us to turn to Him and find our fulfillment, our contentment, and our happiness in a relationship with Him. More than it says, relationship, relationship, relationship. Don't focus on the behavior. C.S. Lewis put it this way, God designed the human machine to run on Himself. He's the fuel. He himself is the fuel our spirits were designed to burn or the food our spirits were designed to feed on. There is no other. Don't even go look. You're not smiling now, are you? But he'll tempt you. He'll tempt you. Ah, Pastor Fred doesn't know what he's talking about. I got an offer for you, young lady, young man, that you just can't resist if you want happiness, if you want joy. So the idea is to seek God and happiness will follow. You want to be good wives, seek God. Want to be good husbands, seek God. You want to be a good Christian, seek God. You want to do good in your career, seek God. You want to be a good father, seek God. You want to be a good person within this church to volunteer and do his service, seek God. When someone comes for me for counseling, I hear all the stuff that they give to me. But you know what? When it narrows down to a funnel, and I said, here's your prescription of what you have to do in order for you to handle what you just given to me, seek God. Because when you seek God, he'll take care of all the rest. Don't we have an awesome God, a loving, caring God? May we not believe the lies of the enemy. May we put Christ in our pocket and carry him with us every time we go somewhere. And maybe when the lights go out, I got my portable version of Jesus. you smile, but sometimes, folks, the darkness can be overwhelming. And it can hit you at any time. And when it does, you'll be very thankful to have the little light of Jesus to help you find the right direction. I know for me, I can't do it without him. My life has been changed by Morris Vinden concepts of knowing God is so important. And may this essence in this picture here this morning, may you realize, do not fall into the trap of the enemy of having you focus on your sins. HMS Richards says that one of the things that the devil does is he has us chasing rabbits. That's what our sins are. They're rabbits. Because it takes us off of the path of coming to God because we're too busy out here chasing this little sin, this little rabbit. We lose sight of our vision of destination just to seek God and he'll take care of all of this around me. I don't have to do it. Why? Because the victory's already been won. He's not boastful. He's not proud. He is my father. He's your father. And he's with you every moment of every day to help you with everything that this enemy, this liar, because he's here to kill you. He'll fight your battles. Surrender to him. Make him real. Jury, I rest my statements. I place the facts, the evidence, but also, to your own experience upon you. That you see the picture in this courtroom take place today. Who do you choose? Who do you choose to